Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche Podcast. That's AJ. I'm Rudo. We'll, yeah, that's me. We're talking Avalanche and where they stand as, you know, are, are they an organization that teams want to try and emulate in the NHL? No. Because they're too good? You never want Hall of Fame players in Stanley Cups. <laughs> Yeah, banners, okay. banners take up so much space and they obstruct views. <laughs> Easy when you put it that way. Yeah, but. it's it's bad for selling tickets. Want to get a little bit more into the mechanics of that? Uh, we will talk about some of the contracts that came out tomorrow. So if you're looking for the the Bouchard <laughs> conversation or the Matthews conversation, that'll be Friday's show. Yeah. The way you said that made it sound like there were contracts coming tomorrow. Uh, no, <laughs> no. I mean, I guess I don't know. I don't see. I can't see the future. Big, I, big news hint right there. Yeah, <laughs> could be some contracts tomorrow. <laughs> Dropping bombs. Uh, Maybe no. we're signing contracts tomorrow. I mean, we could. I guess. Yeah. Who's gonna stop us? That's right. Who is gonna stop <laughs> us? We're gonna write up a contract in crayon for the show tomorrow. Yeah, we should. Uh, we should write a contract for each other and sign them on the air. Okay, great. I'm in. I have crayons. What are you going to contract me for? You have to play a race other than Zerg. Okay, I had an alt account that I played Protoss on. It's fine. You would. <laughs> you would You would switch to Protoss. No, as I, I did. Just because they're the easiest yeah. to play. <laughs> I've actually switched back to team. Oh, recently. yeah? Yeah, I've gone back. <laughs> Cyclones are fun, man. What do you want from me? Yeah, no argument here. Uh, but look, I get it. The Avs are favorite odds in Vegas or tied for favorite odds in Vegas to win the yeah. cup. Uh, obviously, they have a ton of great players. I'm not trying to argue any of that. Yeah, can, we, can we just right there? I know we're going to get into something real, but um, uh, this is something that's been on my mind recently. Mm-hmm. Um, with like the Jay Fresh doing like the big. Yeah, uh, all of his like uh, full time cards. Breaking, I, I, um, his like survey stuff back to 2007 cards are oh the historical wonderful. cards are great yeah. yeah i also was like how good was this guy yeah. you know like were, were they actually like especially depth guys where you were like oh i used to think this guy wasn't such a Rocking good fourth liner 20 percent yeah, more exactly yeah. exactly <laughs> we were like actually that guy got his head kicked in defensively yeah. that's why we all thought he was good defensively is because he played defense <laughs> Every shift. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, uh, but no, um, how many how many abs players do you think are top 20 players at their respective positions? Currently? Yes. Five. Let's, let's even throw, just because we don't know where he is in it, but consider Landis Cog in this as well and just say, okay. If he was healthy, where would he be? So we'll just add him in there. I mean, as well. I think he'd probably be top twenty based on his last full season. Are are you separating out left and right wing or just wing? I wasn't separating out okay. wing. So with Landy six. So McKinnon, McKinnon, McCarthy, sure. McKinnon, Randall, Landis, Georgiev, Georgiev, and then like Nichushkin is maybe on the border. Okay, cool. That and then yeah, I don't think anyone else really yeah. makes it. If I extend that out to top fifty, I think Nachushkin's in. Nachushkin, I think certainly would be in. Landy certainly would yeah, be in. Yeah, Landy's definitely in. Um, you're you're hoping that by the midpoint of this season, Byram is in. Yeah, and then Gerard is kind of in that 
cusp like yeah, in that range somewhere where i don't know that there's like a big difference between your 40th best defenseman in the nhl and, and your the 80th, 80th yeah sure. you know like there might be a it might be a smaller gap than 20 to 40 dude gives you 40 ish points plays good defense yeah i mean he's really more of like a 35 30 sure. to 35 guy yeah, that's fine but like a legit like second pairing guy you know yeah like, 35 is 40 ish i'm counting it yeah, fair enough. Because 40 ish, I mean, if it's 45. Yeah. Then you can call it 40 ish or 50 ish. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Count it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, obviously the talent is absolutely there. And that's that's kind of where I was going with the, just the drawing the, the straight line between the, the five year outlook, um, the abs as a model organization, and, well, yeah, on some level, because look. Look at all the talent they've accumulated. Yeah. But I, I, I wanted to compare a little bit because yeah. the team, one of the teams most people had the Evs tied with for the Vegas odds is Vegas. Obviously, they just won a cup. You can't argue with that. Yep. They deserve to be number one until they're not. But you look at Vegas's longer term outlook, expect them to be really good this year. They're not exactly young. Mm. They have players like Mark Stone where the injury question is now a permanent one, which, to be mm. fair, the Abs have Landeskog. So. Yeah. And he's in his 30s. Yep. Uh, let me ask you this. Just between those two guys, which guy is more important to their team? <sighs> Boy, that's a tough one. Yeah, right? I, they're pretty similar in value, to be honest with you. Can, I we, get, say. can we get a chat poll? Yeah, that's that's a good chat poll. Of uh, and then we could follow it up with a Twitter poll later today. Yeah, I'm down. Uh, um, who's, who's more be, important to their team? Yeah, Mark Stone or just say who's more valuable to their team? Mark Stone or Gabe Landeskog? Yeah. Like honestly, they're it's weirdly similar because Stone came back for the playoffs for Vegas last year, the same way yeah. Landy did in 2022. Well, and Stone has that reputation as he's such an elite defensive wing. Yep. And a good offensive player. Yep. But I always have felt like nationally, Landeskog's defense Gets has more always recognition. been slapped on. Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah, that's fair. Because Compared he does so much of the heavy lifting at center specifically. All over the ice. He does a lot of like center responsibilities. Yeah, he's very much the F3 defensively a lot of that, the time. Right. That, that it's, it's not like, oh, this is a guy like Stone and Nachushkin are both guys that are wings and they're hard great defensively at wing exactly like they are they are elite in that area yep but landis has always been he's done a little bit more of that he's the jack of all trades kind of guy so it's um, you know but but also from an intangible perspective both of them extremely important to their organizations i mean i obviously i have a better grasp on what landy does as captain that yeah. I do with Stone. Sure. But but also, like, we know that that guy's a really yeah, big part of, of, yeah. of their leadership group, you know, all that stuff. So, yeah, I, I suspect the poll might be a little bit biased towards Gabe, given our audience. But I, I well, and I wonder where the uh, I wonder where the injury if people are like, well, I want the guy that's healthy. And yeah. It's like, well, it's Stone are either really healthy them. either. Yeah. <laughs> Stone's playing his play playoff games only at this point. <laughs> right. Like he's regularly hurt during the uh, during the regular season. Like every year it's like, well, he had back surgery again. And you're like, OK, guess we'll see it in four months. Yeah, I 
definitely a tough question there. I do, however, think that the window will shut much faster on Vegas than it will for Colorado. Yeah, well, the majority of their guys are all... 30s. Yeah, and, have already hit that play. It's like... Particularly their defense is old. It's it's like Eichel. Yep. You know, uh, there's a very real question as to whether or not they'll even be able to keep Chandler Stevenson. He's going to get paid. He's going to get a pretty hefty raise. Um you know, we'll, we'll see like the cap going up and yep. Vegas always seems to kind of make it work. And yeah, they're not afraid to we, throw money around. Well, sure. and they're not, they're not afraid to make hard decisions. Uh, yep. In each of the last couple of years, they gave away Mark Andre Fleury for free. They gave away Max Patch already for free and they gave away Riley Smith for a third round pick so they could keep Ivan Barbashev. Uh, the first two worked out for him. Um, and well, and they, I know, I, I believe they also have a Jonathan Marcheseau contract that they have to deal with. Yeah coming up which could be interesting we'll see but, but anyway that's those the, the all those factors especially as you mentioned the defense do they do they it, it's obviously petrangelo and alec martinez are are like ancient tier you're just kind of like hey at this point you any productive years yeah, that you're getting out of them keep getting decent hockey out of them awesome. well and, yeah. and i think especially alec martinez because so much of his value is tied to shot blocking and like the rugged defender stuff. The stuff that, that as he continues you, your body getting just into, falls apart eventually. Exactly, yeah. he, he continues getting deeper into his thirties, where them getting getting quality years out of him is great. But you have to wonder how much longer is that going to happen? You know, Braden McNabb uh, is starting to get up there. A little yeah, bit. and yeah. and we uh, we've always known, you know, if you look at aging curves, that obviously better players. Um, because they start from a higher place, tend to stay in the league longer because when as their game declines, like they come back to the pack more. They're still good players when they decline. Exactly. Yeah. And a guy like Brady McNabb, you know, you wonder, you know, the your peak wasn't that high. Yeah. 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 And you're not, you're not, we're not having a conversation like, well, will Brady McNabb not even be an NHL player <laughs> next year? Like, it's not like that. But when we're talking five year outlooks, where are they in five years? Yeah. There's a chance that that defense is. Almost entirely. It's like Nick Haig, yep. Zach Whitecloud, and who exactly? Like it could be it could be a lot of turnover on that defense over this the next is couple of years. An organization that has less first round prospects than the Avs do. <laughs> Which is say, is to say there are very few. Yeah. I, I guess we could probably say the same thing for Colorado, just because it's certainly not over the next five years. It's like up, but right now the guy that you have confidence in is Kale McCarr. Yeah. And because he's still Signed. I don't actually don't know how many years are left on his deal because it was Five, so long. Four, but I, Sam Gerard's deal is yeah. somewhere in there, so he could be a part of that. Um, oh, I forgot about Shea Theodore, but yeah, Shea Theodore is great. Yeah, he's and, awesome in his prime. Yeah, the he's kind of the will become the anchor to that defense. Yes, yeah. um, and then but with the abs, like Taves could go in free agency. We really Byram. Not trying to like scare people, obviously, but like when Byram gets a two-year deal, yep. Uh, you know, we'll how like does we it play will, out? Yeah. We will see. Sure. Um, just kind of what Byram's priorities are, and and how his role evolves, and you know, all the all the different factors that will be at play. Obviously, still an RFA at the end of this to this contract. Yeah, so. the Evs have control there, but. But with you know with Sean Barron's, you know, Josh Manson's probably gone. Jack Johnson I certainly in so. five years better be they're, gone. They're no way he's still playing um, five years. But but like 
Sean Barons and Mikhail Guliev are guys that you're like, hey, they these guys, they yep. both could slide in. And you could you could slot them in on that onto that defense. Yep. And hell, oh, man, things go really well. Maybe Sam Malinsky's still around. You never know. You never know how the prospects are going to pan out, and that's yeah. what makes projecting five years down the line hard. Of course. Yeah. Well, look at the F's five years ago and be yeah, like, look exactly. at their defense today. Yeah. But as they are constructed, and when you're looking at outlook. I, I, there's a couple teams in the East that I think are very interesting. Who's your favorite? Five years from now or yeah. right now? Probably. Over the over the next five years, which one? It's hard today? not to really like New Jersey, man. Really? Yeah. I would have had Buffalo. I, I it's a fair take. I Buffalo has a lot of that coming in as well. But well, so we could just side by side them. You yeah. know, like they each have a, a legit one seed, Tage Thompson versus Jack Hughes. Yep. They each have. Star power elsewhere in their lineup. Yeah. it. I mean, it'll be interesting how New Jersey ends up shaking things out over the next couple of years. How yeah. committed they are to some of these guys. Yeah. And they each have a number one D yep. between uh, Dougie and Darlene. They each have young guys that they really like between Power and Luke Hughes. Mm-hmm. They, and and the one thing that I think Buffalo has over the Devils is Devin Leva. Yeah, the, I mean, the big question for the Devils is absolutely goaltending, right? So. Still is for Buffalo, but there's an answer there's to that question. Down the line, In yeah. Buffalo, where it's like, this year, we're going to start to get an idea. And, uh, you know, Levi's, I think, 21 <laughs> or 22. So if they're right about him, they have hit. The Here's the part why I like New Jersey so much over the next five years. Yeah. Jack Hughes, seven-year deal. Yeah. Timo Meyer, eight-year deal. Yeah. Jesper Bratt, eight-year deal. You even get down below that, Nico Hischier and Andre Pilat, both on four-year deals. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty set-and-forget top six forward core right there. And not uh, outside of uh, Pilat is the old guy there. Yeah. Um, but I don't believe his number is so high. Like I think that's a that becomes a pal, pretty palatable deal yeah. if he ends up as a middle six guy, six mil through it, the life of that. It's a six high, million, it's a little high for that. But if he continues producing in the forty to fifty range, you can he'll be expensive it. for that job, but it won't be egregious. Yep. And and then they do. I mean, so many good young players. Yeah, I, I, obviously they're they're stacked there everywhere from Michael McLeod. They have Nolan Foot down there that they're still figuring out. Obviously, Dawson Mercer has been amazing for them. Dawson Mercer, they they haven't gotten anything out of Alexander Holtz yet. True. Hadn't even remembered him. Yeah. <clears throat> defensive side, you already mentioned Luke Hughes. They have Kevin Ball down there as well for a more yeah. defensive guy. Nemec. Yeah. Yeah, I never liked him. But Yeah, I didn't either, but we're talking about a top five pick here. <laughs> yeah. Two years ago. So yeah. fair enough. It, it, it really exciting. does become, is it is Akira Schmid, is Vitek Vanacek, is, or do they... Who's going to take that? Yeah. Well, and, and how differently do you feel if they package one of those goaltenders? Say they put Schmid on the block, or not on the block, but in a package for Connor Hellebuck. Right, and then all of a sudden... Don't you feel like, okay, well, they are now tried and true and proven. <laughs> They've got a healthy mixture of, of, of veteran presence and... Young guys, they've got uh, elite players at all three levels, which is one of my things that I always look for on teams. Yep. Um, I think that would vault them ahead of Buffalo. Clearly vault them ahead of Buffalo for me in the immediate. But 
Levi is the big the wild card here for you. Yeah. that could push them forward in a big, big, big way. Because, I mean, you look at Buffalo's forward core, and it is unbelievable. Do want to get into it? First, we are brought to you by Snarfs. Make sure you're going and yeah, getting we are. your sandwiches. I, were you here? Did you watch me? Yeah, you watched me eat the hot dog bacon sandwich. Yeah, I was pissed. <laughs> Couldn't get one yourself? No, stop eating on the show. Yeah, well, when it's Snarfs, I can't help myself. All right. Take a bite and put it away. Eat it later. No, I, I took one bite of that thing. I was like, I have to finish this. This is <laughs> our sponsor for our tailgates, man. Yeah, they will be at the Broncos tailgate. So you can go get your this weekend, Snarfs. A, right, a preseason tailgate. You can get sponsor Snarfs at. I have contemplated going just for Snarfs. There you go. Delicious sandwiches all over the place. Of course, they're all about quality. Jimmy Seidel, Snarf himself, personally chooses each item as if they are out of something, he would rather make it unavailable than sacrifice quality by substituting a lesser product. They have all sorts of amazing sandwiches. You can't go wrong, ranging from a Jardinera, I don't, peppers, I don't know if I said that right, but I, you know, I'm not a foodie person that knows things. I just know they taste good. Uh, you can get a classic Chicago-style blend that's great on any of our sandwiches. Of course, their bread is amazing. Whatever sandwiches you want, you can pretty much get them at Snarf's. If you're a burger person, they also have three Snarf burger locations in Denver and Boulder. So they got you covered no matter what you're looking for. In August, they have the Cubano that they're serving. They're getting it every mm. day through Labor Day. Get it while you can. Yeah. Made with slow-roasted pork, ham, melted provolone, spicy mustard, and crunchy pickles. Yeah, I was going to say, man, a good Cubano. You take the pickles off of that thing. Leave the pickles oh, on if you're I will, not AJ. Yeah, I will. Mm, nom, 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 nom. You can download the Snarfs app for online ordering and delivery, and you can also join Snarf Rewards. You get a $5 off an order of $10 or more to say hello when you join the app, and there's a bunch of member-only offers, birthday gifts, and more. Give them a try yourself at our Broncos tailgates, as AJ mentioned. And once you've had your delicious Snarfs, Make sure you're getting in on the American Raptors down at Infinity Park in Glendale. Just did TDSP there yesterday. Bam. There it is. Easy life. Mm -hmm. that, is, uh, that is what's going on in the city right now. They've got uh, a big old rugby tournament happening in uh, Infinity Park right now. So you can get down there. <clears throat> Excuse me. You can watch. I think it's like 63 matches or some outrageous number of matches are getting played. We should actually go to this. I'm the down. weather's going to be amazing. Yeah, I'm saying that Friday is supposed to cool off. I know, that's it's what I'm saying. So good. I don't know if you I I'm like a 10 like I check the 10-day forecast like every 6 hours. I don't, but <laughs> my wife does. <laughs> and uh I'm looking at the weather for the next week and I'm like, "Oh my god." So, we might have to go down there. I, look, 25th to the 27th, $10,000 prize from 20 teams all over the world, and then on top of that, they also have the U.S. Armed Forces Championships, so they got all sorts of good stuff going on. Uh, it's tickets, such a beautiful facility. It, the, the, I cannot say enough about Infinity Park. It's yeah. such an awesome place to just go hang out. Uh, tickets are just $10 a day or $20 for the whole weekend, and kids <laughs> 12 and under get in for free. $10 a day? Yep. Not $10 a match. Uh, the whole day of matches. $10 yep. a day? Like... Where are you going to find a more cost-efficient, family-friendly, like fun thing to go do? You can't. And and if you're and if you're not, uh, you know, if you're not part of a family like me, <laughs> you know, you uh, you just go down there with friends and just enjoy your adopted yourself. family. Yep, exactly. I guess chosen family. I mean, legally, yeah, yeah. Uh, either way, if rugby's your thing, be sure to follow DNVR Rugby on Twitter. 
We have Colton doing the DNVR Rugby Podcast, who's amazing. He gets all sorts of great guests. He's got 101 pods if you don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah. Either way, he's got you covered. Might have to crash course some of those before I go. There you go. Yeah, I I kind of know the rules, but I don't know what anything's called. Well, we started getting into it a couple of years ago. Um, remember, we were watching them on Twitter yep. and hanging out with the rugby community, and they were really excited, and it was a lot of fun. Yep. And we were like, the thing where the guys, they throw the guys yep. up and they throw the ball. Yep. and Yeah. It's cool. Dude, this is rugby, actually. Tell me what it's called. I don't know. Really rules. Uh, go to AmericanRaptors.com. You can get your tickets for the tournament this weekend today. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. All right, AJ, sell me mm -hmm. on Buffalo besides I mean, just Devin Levi. Well, yeah, I mean, it's obviously Tage, Tage, Tom, but Tage Thompson's great. But Tage Thompson, Alex Tuck, um, I know Jeff Skinner's a little overpaid, but he's been really, really good the last couple of years. Yep. Um, uh, Dylan Cousins, you know, they've had an incredibly, Casey Millsat had a great year. Um where he scored, like, I don't know, like, all of his goals in, like, two and a half months. It was wild. Very uh, conveniently avoiding my boy, Alex Tuck. I mentioned him. I did. Mm-hmm. Roll the tape. I mentioned him. <laughs> so, Alex Tuck, you know, there's, there's, there's so many guys already in the NHL. But then you look at their prospect pool, and it's not like guys in, in Rochester, like, that are, like, far away sure. from being really really productive it's you know it's it's jack quinn's yeah. yuri coolidge guy zach type benson guys down there yeah. um you know now they just drafted zach benson like they are loaded with yep. forward talent in my opinion they need to consolidate a little bit of that talent and try to and that's for me that would be if you know, a goalie or a defenseman. However they want to put it together. Yeah. Uh, if Levi ends up being the truth, then you consolidate a couple of those guys and you go get another defenseman to pair with Darlene and Power, and oh my God. It's out of control. Like Buffalo, 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 in my opinion, is a couple of good decisions away from becoming the next superpower of the league. Do I believe in Buffalo to make any good decisions, though? You know, we've been saying we've been saying this for a long time, and they just keep getting a little bit better and a little bit closer and a little bit closer, and we'll we'll see. It's it's all, proof is always in the pudding, right? It, but I, it it is that defense that concerns you a little bit. Yeah, Darlene's great. With Darlene and Power, you feel like, but after that, really good building. And Matias Samuelson is a good player. Okay, he's a good defenseman. Um, I, Matias Samuelson, I would put in the same general tier as like a Sam Gerrard, sure. where you put him, you put him as kind of all through your lineup that can do whatever you need him to do specific things yeah. that help. And then you kind of build around him. So, uh, they need more help on that area. Um, but when, again, when you have elite players at all three levels, <laughs> you feel pretty, you're good. very, yeah. very good. And right now they have elite players at two of those levels. And Devin Levi has been the best goaltending prospect over the last couple of years. Yeah. If you wanted to argue a couple of other guys, like a Dustin Wolf or a Jesper Wallstead, like fine. But I don't think Wallstead's really there anymore. I do. I mean, I, I think he's not, a like, top five goalie I, I'm, prospect. I'm so. not saying he can't fine. be great or whatever. I just don't think he'd be the top goal, goaltender prospect. Anymore, yeah, I would, I would but, say Dustin Wolf would be the guy that I think you'd have to, because he's doing it in the, he's been doing it in the HL. Yeah. Um, but like, but Devin Levi has been like one of those guys is my, is my point here that it's been like, for sure. Um, 
that and if they get that right especially at his age they are set they are set <laughs> yeah. especially because they've got some of those guys Dylan Cousins Tage Thompson are all Young locked enough, up already yeah. and uh Rasmus Dahlin supposedly has the parameters of an 8 year 10 million dollar deal laid out and ready to go kind yeah. of like <laughs> Um, you know, like the, again, the parameters I believe have, have been mostly agreed upon, but we'll see. Um, so that's that's where the Sabers, I think, they could be. They could be so special, but also we used to say this about the Avs, and it's hard. You yeah. have to get uh, things had to. It felt inevitable that the Avs would win a Stanley Cup. It also felt appropriate that it took a couple of kicks at the can. It's, it's very hard. You, to, everything has to go your you can way. Build the best team in the world, and if the breaks go against you, tough. I mean, I watched. I, I don't know if you did. I know we're both baseball people. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you watched the Brian Cashman's. I have not. Oh man, the press conference that he did a, a day or two ago, where he talks about the Yankees' season being disastrous. Yeah. They paid, I think, three hundred million dollars for their roster, and, and it's and it speaks to this point yep. where he said nobody thought it was going to go like this. Yep. Because it hasn't even been like an injury marred fiasco for them. It just didn't go their way. And that happens. Yep. We talk about it in our preseason previews every single year. There is always one set and forget, sure fire playoff team that misses. Just because they underperform or bad luck and injury, whatever it is. Look out yeah. east last year, both Washington and Pittsburgh. Yep. Both of them missed the playoffs for very different reasons. Washington had a horrible injury season. Pittsburgh missing was pretty egregious. Pittsburgh yeah. blowing a late season game to the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah. Yikes. So like these things happen. So it will be hard. It, it will be hard for the Sabres. They're, they're, you know, they're not entitled to it. It's not an, of course, it's not an, it, it's not like a, Oh, this is definitely going to happen. But when you look at the rebuilding teams out East over the last few years, you look at Detroit, Ottawa, a whole lot of tire spinning going Buffalo. on there. Yeah. Which of those teams has really and and I guess even yeah, New Jersey would count too. They've been rebuilding for a long time until the last couple of years. Yep. Um, you you throw those four teams in there, two of them have separated. And two are kind of in no man's land one, right now. One yeah. is still uh espousing the the prospects of the Iser plan. Which has gone nowhere. <laughs> which just hasn't produced much yet. Yep. And the the other one is Ottawa, where Everybody really likes their forward group every year, but it's and never that alone. They, they is never, never perform, yeah, because they. What are they doing in goal at any given moment? What yeah. are the, what does their and defense look like behind Chabot? Like now they've tied themselves to Jonas Corposalo, which may or may not go well. Yep. So it's uh, you look at the the five year outlook that we're talking about today: New Jersey and Buffalo, to me, head and shoulders. Above the rest of the East. I'm with you. Um, the Austin Matthews contract helps extend the window of contention for Toronto. Toronto they has need to, to get, do some stuff, though. Yeah. John Tavares is going to age out. Yep. They're, they're wow. over. You said his Growth. whole name. Yeah, you said his whole Didn't name. Didn't even think about it. <laughs> am, I, am I growing you're, on a personal level? Growing. I feel gross. I need, to, I need a minute. AJ, the, mark it down. August 24th, 2023. AJ is an adult. Gross. <laughs> I might have let it go on accident. Uh, but but you're correct. JT's going to age out. Currently, their cap situation is a mess with multiple guys coming yeah. up that 
at least one of them they're not going to be able to keep. They don't know what they're doing in net beyond any given year yep. at a time. Yeah. Um, they they don't have any high-end defenders on the way. They don't have any... Uh, they're, they're high, the, their defense, I think, is underrated, and I think it is solid. But it is also... Trading Sandine didn't help it, but... Yeah, the, the Sandine for Klingberg swap, uh, yeah. effectively, I think is a big mistake. Me too. Uh, Morgan Riley's a good player. He's good at what he does. Um, I think Timothy Liljegren is actually a pretty he's, underrated player around he's the league. evolved into the guy everyone hoped he would be when they first drafted him. But you have real questions about some of the older guys there. Yep. And how long they can maintain any level of effectiveness. Yep. Um, I know there was talk about time about buying out TJ Brody, which if they'd done that, I would have been like, Colorado, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on. But <laughs> they didn't do that. They did not. Um, and so I think that they, they but but over a five year window, like what's the next evolution for that for that defense? I really don't know that there's a viable answer there yet. And uh, their forward core, which has long been their strength, has spent more money this off season tying themselves to questionable contract decisions yep. you know david camp and ryan reeves um a four-year deal and a three-year deal respectively yikes austin matthews is fantastic since he came into the league he has been the best goal scorer in the nhl which is the single most valuable skill in the league there's just they he's just... great they should continue to contend they need to figure out willie nylander they need to figure out um at some point mitch Marner. yep and they just did so much can kicking this last year like yeah well and like beyond that you're like their their middle of their their forward core has gotten so much worse over the last few years yep where it used to be a real strength that they had you know guys like like alex kerfoot and pierre engvall and you know they had a really solid middle of their roster and now i look at it and i'm not sold <laughs> it's the same problem in colorado it's the same problem in tampa bay it's very, very hard to maintain cost-efficient players there. Yeah, I mean, they, they're really, really hoping that Matthew Nyes is the truth, basically. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> like, Matthew Nyes looks like he's going to be a good player, but how yeah. good? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, moving away from Toronto, um, a, a team that has won one playoff series in 19 years. Like, give me a break here. <laughs> um, but, like, their, their five-year thing just isn't that great. Yep. It's... I mean, Boston, you have the same conversation starting now. Right. It's happening right in Boston now. This offseason. Because yeah. Bergeron and Krejci are gone. Yep. Brad Marchand is 35. Yep. David Posternock and Charlie McAvoy. Good players, but can't carry a team again, by themselves. Uh, elite yeah. players at all three levels. You have Charlie McAvoy, you have David Posternock, and you have Linus Olmark. Well, here's the thing. Is Linus Olmark actually that good? I think we're probably going to yeah. see... Him come back to earth and a little bit. I don't want to take anything away from Pasternak. Amazing winger. He's extremely very extremely good. good at what he does. Yeah. It is really hard to win championships when your best player at forward is a winger. Yep. Especially this is, this is maybe the one point that this podcast has hammered yep. over the last five years. Yep. Uh that that this point right here. Yeah. It it's and don't get me wrong, Pasternak will probably go out and threaten to score 50 goals again next year. Yep, he's always he's that good. He's absolutely that good, but you need a lineup and forwards that can drive play forward consistently. 
I, I will tell you, is it more impressive if, if Pasternak scores 50 next to Pre, Patrice Bergeron or 50 next to Charlie Coyle? Coyle. Yeah. And that's the <laughs> world that close. we're living in. I, or Pavel Zaka. See, it's even more impressive if he doesn't next so, to Zaka. So, like, those are, like, right now, those might be their best options. You know? Yep. Like, tr is Trent Frederick going to be in their top six at some point this year? Like, it could be it could be a really bad year in Boston. Now, obviously, if they turn around and they do the obvious thing, they package a bunch of shit up and they trade it to Winnipeg for Mark Shifley. That feels a lot better about it, depending on like what they give up. Boston's but. back, baby. They're also about to experience the, the comeback of a the best regular season in NHL history. Uh, yep. There's so much regression to the mean about to happen there. that, And they lost so much. Yep. You know, Bergeron and, and Krejci, but you also lose Dmitry Orlov. You also lose Tyler Bertuzzi off that roster. To Orlov, to, certainly critical to their defense. Guys but. guys that helped them. Yep. So, uh, and guys they went, you know, asset-wise, very heavy in the paint floor. Um, so, like, and, and then we talked to you know, Washington, Pittsburgh. I think those guys are staring down the barrel of. They're all trying to hold it together for their veteran superstars. They but, are yeah. all the 2007 Avalanche. Yep. Agree. You owe it to the old guys to continue trying, but you're just not. You're you're very likely not ever going to be at that level again. It's just I like Pittsburgh more than Washington I today. Do. I I do too, but, but I still don't think they're real cup contenders. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, I I don't I don't know that there's much separation. Sure. I want to know. Uh, we've spent a lot of this on the East, so I'll we're, try and transition yeah, out of this. But I will ask you, here. Florida, the Panthers. Like, where do you feel? Like, how do you feel about those guys? I mean, they have to figure out their net situation. He, I mean, I get Bob was good last year, but he signed forever and Spencer yeah. Knight is back now. And, yeah. You know, if Spencer Knight can come in and really start to take over that job and they can find a way to even if it's retain half, but get rid of some of that Bob money. I do think <laughs> that they could be in a good spot. Obviously, Kachuk has been a revelation for them, um, but <laughs> Trading for an elite player and getting elite play is definitely how it should go. And <laughs> not, Calgary is, not the other side of that. <laughs> Calgary is pissed. It didn't work for them. Uh, yeah. I do wonder about their defense. Brandon Montreux was amazing for them this last year, but mm -hmm. can he continue to be that guy? When he comes back. And I, I'm like Brandon Montour's biggest fan, and I... I don't think what he did last year is sustainable. I don't. I don't think when he got drafted in the first round, anybody thought he was going to have the kind of season <laughs> yeah. he just had. Ekblad has proven time and time and time and time and time and time again he just cannot stay healthy. Mm -hmm. Gustav Forsling is solid but not spectacular. Right. If you're talking about Gustav Forsling in a five-year window, that, right. that right there is the grand indictment. Exactly. And the rest of that defense is who the hell knows what they're going to get out of OEL and yeah. everything else down yeah. the line. Like, so. a, like most defenses, you're, <laughs> once you get past the top guys, you're like, okay. But their top six forwards are very, very good. They have that part of it built. It's just can they get enough around them yeah. to, to be effective? And I don't have the faith in Bobrovsky to run back the solid year he had last season. So Let's get into the West. Let's get into the West right after we get into our Shady Rays. Because uh, because when you're going West, you're facing the sun as it goes down. Exactly. And you need that protection. The sun is setting on the Eastern Conference. I don't the know. The era of Eastern dominance. Well, the, how, when was that? I guess last regular the, season. Two regular seasons ago. Yeah. <laughs> when the Avs won the Cup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
all you get. East. I mean, I guess Tampa won two cups in a row. Does that count? Sure. Uh, anyway, get your Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use code DNVR when you check out. You get two orders, or rather two pairs or more, and you get 50% off your entire order with that DNVR code. They've got tons of styles and designs. Uh, I've got multiple pairs. I know AJ has at least one pair. Two? He's got two pairs. Look at that. I'm trying to get a third as soon as I stop being lazy from getting back and I start actually actually be living here again chopping through my to-do list of life things I need to get done one of them is to get some prescription sunglasses from Shady Rays there you go rated five stars by over 250,000 people head to shadyrays.com today people or if you're local they do have a brick and mortar in the Park Meadows Mall get your Shady Rays I mean think about how hard it is to get 250,000 people to even know what your product is let alone 250,000 people give you a five star You know you're doing something right at yeah. that point. More people like to give bad ratings than good. So if you have yeah, two hundred fifty thousand five stars to rate something uh, poorly, like, have I have I ever gone on to and given Shady Rays a five star review anywhere? No, nope. But I'm thrilled with the product. Yeah, so. they're great. This is my five star review right now. Exactly. Uh, Agreed. <laughs> well played. Then, if you have been. Injured by the Iser plan or the Shanna plan or nice. any other plan. Uh, make sure you hit up Bacchus and Shanker at 222 Okay. Yeah, that one I don't think has injured too many people. <laughs> I think you're right. Like, Tampa Bay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the two number or coloradolaw.net. They will give you a free consultation if you have been injured and it's not your fault. Whatever the situation may be. Oh. Car accident, injured at work, some sort of ride share thing. Somebody smacked you with the scooter. It doesn't really matter. Uh, I, there was a guy at my old apartment like who would hide out in the park and hit people with a two-by-four. It was crazy. Colfax, baby. <laughs> That's illegal. Yeah. That, that one is also criminal. So, you know. But Boggins and Shanker has you covered if you've been injured. Uh, free consultation when you call the two number or go to coloradolaw.net. If they think you have a case, you pay nothing up front. For them to take on your case. You don't pay until you win your case with Bacchus and Shanker. They just want to get you the money you deserve. And they've been doing that for over 25 years. They've done it for over a billion dollars worth of money for their clients. So they uh, they know what they're doing. They're very efficient about getting you what you deserve. Again, call that two number today. Get over to coloradolaw.net and get Bacchus and Shanker on Ooh. your side. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast, The West. Are there any good ones? Is there anybody out West that you think five years from now, this is this is going to be a, still a really good team or will become a really good team? I mean, Colorado. Okay. I would agree just because the ages of some of their stars. Assuming that they are able to keep the nucleus of McKinnon. McKinnon Ranton and McCarr. Ranton and McCarr. Yep. Five years from now, yeah. I think they could still be. Very, um, very good. Yeah. And, you know, we'll see how everything plays out. The rest of it, it's it's really tough for me because Dallas is going to fall if, off. If like, they get if if they get any kind of aging on their yep. side, and if Landeskog comes back, then you have you have Lekkinen, you have Nachushkin, you have Landeskog, all of those guys, all for the next essentially five years. Yep. And you think Lekkinen is actually like yep. four? You also but, have potentially Byram sitting on the defense as right. well. And like, you, you could have Byram, Makar, um, 
ta- maybe Taves if he resigns at the like, end of his next contract yeah, or whatever. There, yeah. there are some decisions that will be made that will shape this. Obviously, the Georgiev thing. Yeah, if he extends or not. Yeah, yeah and then who's the next Georgiev? Who's the next guy that the Avs are watching win games as a backup and being like, "We're gonna snipe this guy." <laughs> We see you. See, I I don't think Dallas has any hope five years from now. That, I don't either. That core could blow up any year now. Yep. But they're just so, so old. And, uh, like, like I think between oh, Miro Haskin and Jake Ottinger, Rupe Hintz, Jason Robertson, again, you've got... They've got good pieces to rebuild, too. You've got elite yeah. players at all three levels. But, but they are so reliant already... On uh, a Joe Pavelski, who's yeah. almost 40. Jamie Benn, who's in his mid-30s. A resurgent Jamie Benn, who randomly just has a great season at age 33 or 34, and whatever it was. Actively paid Ryan Suter to come play defense. <laughs> right. And, like, there's not a lot on the farm there in on defense. Yeah. You know, they've got uh, Wyatt Johnston, obviously. I loved his rookie year. That's why I keep talking about him. But they've also got a, a Logan Stankoven that's, that's on his way if... <laughs> Yep, that guy could be such a fun, high-end young player if he hits. I mean, he's one of those small stars that hey, is a boomer. At boss. least the skating will be cool. All right. Yeah, and I mean, he's the the skill in his game is great, but how do those guys f- make it work when they have very little time and space at of the course. NHL level? Is it's always a, a separator. Question. And so I think I think I really struggle with Dallas as much as I love Hayskinen and Ottinger specifically. Uh, Hints and Robertson are great. There, I'd, I'd have no issues there with those guys. Four players does not a team make. That's... I mean, we were just talking about Colorado, and as long as they have McKinnon and McCarr and Ranton, but, but you, you have to be able to build time, around them. Yeah, those all, all of those guys are today better than all of the guys for Dallas. That's as fair. great as the Stars guys are, and I'm yep. not trying to take and say that those are not very, very good. High-end players. It makes a difference. Colorado's guys are just better. It makes a difference when you have two of the top three players in the world. Top five, certainly. Jason Robertson and Rupe Hintz. Is there anybody outside of Dallas that they would take Jason Robertson and Rupe Hintz over Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen? No. Is there anybody outside of Dallas that would take Miro Haskinen over Kale McCarr? No. Not a chance. And that's my point of... Or to, they they've got Ottinger. Yep. The Abs have Byram. And how does that development go? And yeah. and it's like Ottinger is more proven right now, no doubt. Yeah. But also, but also Colorado has been the best at finding goaltender value over the last handful of years. And. Also, goalies are goalies. <laughs> yeah. Ottinger could just show up and not be that good next year for no reason. Yeah, and like. Colorado could stop getting it right when they roll the dice. Absolutely, on, yep. You know, because they they rolled the dice on Philip Grubauer. Yep. Backup turned starter for them went well. Flamed out at the very very but end, but overall, two years like, give me a good break. Play. It went yeah. well. Um, and then roll the dice with Darcy Kemper, who's kind of their like one like proven. Yep. They went and got a, a guy. Went as win well as you could have hoped. Yeah. Win a Stanley Cup. <laughs> Roll the dice with Georgiev. Year one goes, goes well. great. Yep. They've made it work at that position. And and they, I think, have become a trendsetter uh, and a model for other organizations. Look at what the Kings stop spending are doing $8 million in right net. now. Yeah. They are spending $2.5 million on the goaltending position in yep. L.A. 
And I think I I I I think that Colorado's influence in that area specifically is going to be profound on competitive teams because Edmonton has tried to do it the old school way. And it has we're gonna go worked. and get a guy. Yeah. We're gonna pay him. We're gonna we're gonna. That's our guy. Yeah. They scream from the mountaintops. That's our guy. And then come playoff time, Jack Campbell's not playing for him. Yeah, it's tough. And and it's you know it's an interesting conversation because I do think both of those teams you mentioned are interesting in the over the five year window. Edmonton, look, as long as they have Connor McDavid, yep. they're gonna be a conversation. McDavid and Drysaddle are going to eat up so much cap space that it's going to be how do they make it work? Yep. But as long as they keep them and as long as they continue to keep elite players, you will be in contention. Yep. And so that one's interesting. LA, I think, is curious. They feel like a team that's slowly been on the up the last couple years, but can they get over that hump? And it's they're still it's it's funny that we're in a new era of Kings hockey. Yeah, and they are still so reliant <laughs> on Jay Kopitar and Drew, Drew Doughty. Yeah, because if they don't have those guys, and 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 you know we're talking five years here. Yeah. What's Kopi gonna be like? Is he can both of them are, are they in even their, in the league at that point? Yeah, Kopi's like, old. He's like thirty seven, thirty eight. I think. And yeah. I think he's younger than that, but not by a lot. Yeah, it's not by much. I, I thought he was thirty five or thirty six, we'll, but we'll whatever. Find out. And Drew Doughty, I think, is thirty three. Yeah, so he's you're, not quite as old. Yeah, sure. he's a couple years younger, but not so much. And you Maybe know, thirty six for Kopi. Yeah. So when you talk about five years. He'd be 41. <laughs> and Pierre-Luc Dubois and a Phil Deneau. Phil Deneau, over the course of that time, who has always struggled to be an above-average yeah. offensive player. Yeah. If that offense slips a little bit, because he's going to continue to age, too. Phil Deneau was drafted in the first round a long time ago. <laughs> a yeah. long time ago. It's fair. So uh, you're, you wonder where the key cogs of that team the Shaping. aging effects might be greatest on them. Dubois will help that. Yeah. But everything else. Boy, if they could get anything out of Quentin Byfield, man. Yeah. I mean, Quentin Byfield, the, the other one, Alex Turcott. Fair. They have, they have high draft picks. The weirdest thing about this Kings era, they have really high draft picks in recent years that are not contributing significantly to this turnaround. Yep. It's weird. You know, they, they got... Uh, Matt Roy and Mikey Anderson yep. have been revelations on their defense. But but they the Drew Doughty, they trade for Gavrikov. Like, you know, like they've got they uh, Victor Arvidsson, they was a guy that they had to bring in. Adrian Kempe is a guy that they drafted in yep. the last Kings era. Like <laughs> it is a it is a weird hodgepodge for sure. It's such a strange rebuild because like the Rangers had a really fast rebuild. Primarily because three things happened. Artemi Panarin said I wanted to be a Ranger. Yep. Adam Fox said he would only be a Ranger. Yep. And that is a that is a that is an elite wing and an elite defenseman that chose you. You got really lucky there. Yep. Especially with the Fox thing as a Oh yeah. yeah. I am a I am a lifelong Rangers fan. I will only play for the New York and Rangers. I'm Multiple organizations have traded for my rights and I said in no. the world. Yeah. Like the all-time great break, and then you win two lottos, and you might miss them up. Might have messed them up. Yep. Yeah, it's bad. The the I mean, this last year was actually better, 
Kako and Laugh were both decent. Like solid players, but, but not, not not living up to the hype at all. You're yeah. talking about top two picks, man. man I hear you. So, yeah. Um, but with L.A., it's similar. Yeah. Where in over five years, are the Kings really that good? Maybe. Maybe not. Uh, do you feel, uh, let me ask you this. Five years from now, do you feel better about the Kings, the Golden Knights, or the Oilers? I think probably the Oilers I would feel the best about. I agree. Uh, Kings and Vegas. I, I, I'd probably give it to Kings just because I do think Vegas is going to hit a hard wall with the way they spend money. But I would also, like, a cumulative, like, well, how many regular season points did they have? Yeah. I feel better about the Kings there. Yeah. I'd, Playoffs is a whole different. Yeah, piece, still, of like course, Vegas but, could run it back and win another cup next year, and it's like, well, then you know that five years. You know? Yep. Uh, Where does Seattle fit into this for you? I struggle with Seattle because, because I think the rest of the Pacific I can ignore. I'm good to ignore Anaheim, San Jose, and Vancouver yeah, for now. The next I'm not, five, at least the next three years, are rebuild city for those teams. I'm just not yeah. sold that it, over the course of five years I care about them yet. Yeah, I think that's fair. I don't know how does Seattle get a true top end talent. I guess that's my question. Yeah, I mean, can Matty Beniers get to that level? Sure. Can Shane Wright get to that level? Because it's going to be hard for them if those two don't become but true elite. Where you feel good is that they're not that old. It's true. They've got some, you know, Bjorkstrand and Burakovsky and. They can you get know, a little health there. Like yeah. like Schwartz and Eberle are probably going to start getting a little long in the tooth, but they have been able to find those guys. They've been able to find quality players pretty consistently. They don't have to go to the top of the market, but they make a really good overall roster. You know, they had good finds. Uh, Adam Larson, Jamie Alexiak, and Vince Stone are all good players that they went and found and whatever. Um, they've got a pretty good young defenseman that um, that they drafted that might be ascending the ranks yeah i mean they do need vince dunn to go out and keep doing it they definitely do and then they're very reliant I, on that happening they need the version of philip grubauer when he plays the abs i guess <laughs> uh, yeah because any other time it's not good enough yeah definitely uh goaltending major question there the ceilings of maddie veneers and shane wright i think will be the real determining factor there yeah if they can if one of them and it's probably veneers one of them really goes off they're both, I think, going to be good defensive centers, which will fit that Seattle kind of ethos that they've already established. Yep. Um, I think that makes them, and Yanni Gord is, becomes that three, a true 3C there for them. Yep. I think that's a really good mix, and I think they're competitive, playoff-worthy, whether they make it, you know, we'll sure, see. Sure, sure. Um, because they don't have a truly elite player on their roster, it's really hard to think that, uh, that they are a cut-and-paste playoff team every year. Yeah, that would be a tough sell. Yet, they could change over the next year or two, though. Definitely, um, but because we, we need to see what's next from Veneers and Wright. Yep. And in the Central Division, it's, it's Colorado. We've talked about Dallas. Yep. I have no... I see no meaningful future right now for Minnesota or St. Louis or Nashville. Yeah, yeah it's, and it's... The two you're looking at over the next five years are... How far to Chicago and Arizona get? Yep, Connor Bedard with with Chicago because I I said I've said a couple times, um, and CHGO agreed with me on this when we talked to them last. By the end of Connor Bedard's ELC, they need to be pushing for the playoffs. Yep, just the reality. Yep, and they have so many holes 
that they need to fill. Talk about elite players at all the of levels. Course. They've got Connor Bedard. Yep. They're going to have the second the best player in the league. players, yeah. Yeah. You're gonna, when you have the second best player in the league, it's helpful. Yep. The abs can attest to that. <laughs> Between McKinnon and McCarr, they've got a couple of guys that you can make good arguments. Yep. You know, as the second best guys in the league. Arizona, they've got a lot of good talent already on hand that I like. Yep. They really need Dmitry Simashev to be a number one D. Yep. But they I get think that. if Logan I, Cooley proves he can do it this year, it's entirely for me how I feel about the Coyotes over the next five years is Logan Cooley. Yep. If he is a one C. Yep. If he is that guy and elevates them, I'm a believer. Yeah. If it's he is perfectly valid. I'm a believer that they're going to be competitive. Of course, they have getting over the hump is always so hard. So much work to do on that defense. You look, Yusuf Alamaki, I think, is going to end up as a solid top four defenseman. He was last year. Yep. I think the Sean Dersey acquisition was really good. Uh, Dmitry Simashev, I think, once he gets here, has to yeah. be has to be very that very top very pairing good. guy, basically. Yeah. yeah. And then um, I haven't mentioned Winnipeg because there's still so much in transition of they are have they, to figure uh, out what they're doing this if, year before they, they can figure out what they're doing exactly. in five years. If they yeah. keep Shifley and Hellbook, <laughs> if they manage if they manage to Stockholm syndrome those guys into staying, <laughs> I feel way better about the next five years of Winnipeg Jets hockey. Yeah. Defensively, continue to have question marks. Can Josh Morrissey do it again? Yeah. Beyond Josh Morrissey, is there anybody even any good? Will Billy Hanel ever get a chance? Or does the Avalanche dream live? The Avalanche dream lives. If they don't Stockholm Syndrome those guys, it's very Just, dependent it on might, the return. It could potentially be blow it up territory. Because, yeah. well, and I think that what the Dubois deal signaled is they don't have an appetite for that. Yeah. They, they might want not NHL have a choice, players. though. For me, the reason why Shifley and Hellbuck haven't been dealt is because they don't want futures. They want a Devin Levi in return. They want an Akira Schmid Problem in is, return. A guy to come in and be a number one goaltender may not be as good as Hellebuck, but could take the job for the foreseeable and, future. And great if they can get that, but at a certain point, the conversation might become futures or nothing. Yeah, totally. Where if you get to the deadline and, in, and you're like, they're not going to stay, we're not in a playoff position, you know, whatever, whatever. Uh, point is, what they make, those decisions will determine a lot of for that sure. five-year outlook where the Jets right now, it's just question mark, question mark. Yeah. Similarly to how I feel about the Rangers. Despite yep. Adam Fox and Igor Shesterkin being there, they have not gotten the jumps out of uh, Lafreniere and Kako that we that, that we would have thought. And uh, Chris Kreider, Artemi Panarin. Yeah, some unsustainability there. Vincent yeah. Trocek. <laughs> How age much is of a, it can age you is keep a big concern going, for yeah. sure. Age is a big concern. You have to really like if if they could continue to get growth out of Philip Heedle, that would really help. And if Ooh. those two kids, the two top picks, if Caco and Lafreniere take the leaps ever, it changes their outlook completely. But they have to get there. Yep. That's that's the thing. Uh on that note, we are brought to you by FOCO. We will be talking uh about Bone Byram tomorrow. So maybe you can go get a Bone Byron bobblehead. 
Maybe that's the way to do it. Of course, you can get all sorts of different bobbleheads, licensed apparel as well from Foco.com. And we use the DNVR code to get 10% off your order. So go check them out today. Go find something you like. Support whatever sports teams. You know, if you're here, you're probably an Avs fan. Actually, I don't, we have a lot of like non-Avs hockey fans that do hang out in our chat. So you guys are covered, too. They've got your team on Foco. Mm-hmm. Got a Caps fan today. So, yeah, there you go. You can get it's an OV bobblehead. I mean, they got their cup. Yeah. Uh, and they're going to watch their guy, their career guy, break, break the records. Yeah. Scoring records. So pretty good life. Foco.com. Check them out today. Use the DNVR code. We are going to get out of here for today. We appreciate all of y'all. Wait, hang- we have oh. our poll. Oh, yeah. I totally oh, yeah. forgot. Uh, Who won the poll? Landy, of course. Uh, Landy was 61%, Stone with uh, 39. So pretty close for a pretty biased audience, I would say. Yeah. I would, I would agree. I mean, yeah. when you consider the context, if yeah. we were to, if, if like a, if we pulled know, a bunch of Vegas fans, well, if, 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 uh, just like a national account did that, yeah. you know, with a wider audience of like, which guy is more important, you yeah. know, be really interesting. It would be, uh, anyway, we're going to get out of here. Appreciate the love. Uh, we will be back tomorrow talking uh, Byron Bouchard, the Matthews deal, mm-hmm. all sorts of good contracts. Remaining stuff, RFA, so. stuff like that. You yep. know? It's just going to be a gonna be a cap-friendly show. There you go. That's the way to put it. We appreciate y'all, and we will talk to you tomorrow. 